Alright, how's it going everyone? Thanks for joining me on a new episode of the Music Reader Podcast. Uh, with the new album review today, this is going to be episode 64, with the name of the album uh, being Call Me If I Get Lost by Tyler the Creator. Like I said, this is episode 64, so yeah, this is going to be a cool one to cover. First time I'm covering uh, a Tyler the Creator project. Um, this is a rapper that I've always known of, I've always kind of been somewhat kind of lukewarm but also still interested on their overall discography and up until recently they uh tyler the creator has grown in i guess a little bit of like prevalence or relevance i don't know if that's either those are the correct word but basically their music is becoming a a bit more critically acclaimed than before after surviving a bit of turmoil in the 2010s with a bit of like controversy and whatnot uh, and I guess some less than positive album reviews by, uh, I guess, various media outlets. And of course, this is a hip-hop album, or somewhat of a uh, experimental hip-hop album, I guess. He does break away from the norm uh, than like the typical trap rapper. And I guess he's always kind of been um, a rapper that doesn't really kind of fit into any particular subsection or subgenre uh, uh, in the whole rap game. Especially when he first came out with Odd Future, they were doing stuff that was a bit unique and different. And so yeah, happy to be giving my thoughts. If you want to stick around for the album review, go ahead. But before we get started, I just want to let everyone know, a new album review went up. Uh, that album review went up last week uh, for the latest Wolf Alice album, Blue Weekend. Uh, I had quite a bit to say on it. I did trim it down to just around 25 minutes. But uh, yeah, overall I thought it was... Uh, positive experience listening to it some interesting moments some expectations i guess weren't met and uh i guess i got overall sense of the band uh a bit more than i had before so uh if anything i came out with uh understanding a bit more about wolf alice and whatnot but good album if you uh have some time listen to that review and also the album and also of course uh, last week's episode of best and worst track of the week our weekly segment on this podcast dropped um, and it was actually Tyler the Creator versus Walker Hayes. Tyler got the best track with Lumberjack, and this will be covered on this album review. And uh, that Walker Hayes track was trash. Uh, bad example of what country is currently right now, or what people are doing to country. Uh, but some artists, uh, other artists we covered, LV Shane, a newer country artist, Tate McCray and Khalid did a thing. Uh, Luke Bryan, uh, kind of like a B cut. Uh, B-side cut on there. Justin Moore, Walker Hayes, like I said earlier, into Baby with like a, you know, one of his offshoot singles that I, I don't know if it's going to be on his album or not, but a uh, cool, interesting weekend of Best Worst Track of the Week. Definitely one of those weeks where it wasn't all that hard to pick what was Worst Track of the Week. And we will be having a new episode of Best and Worst Track of the Week coming this uh, week, uh, right after this episode. It's a little bit late. I did take a little bit of an extended break, but uh, it will be heavily focused on this Tyler the Creator album. So it's one of those weeks where I will be skimming through certain songs because I'm covering it in this review. But of course, there's some stuff to look forward to other than Tyler the Creator. Like the Doja Cat uh, album has quite a few things on there. But anyways, let's go ahead and get started with this review. So yeah, like I said earlier, Call Me If I Get Lost is uh, the name of this album. 
It's by the rapper Tyler, the creator. He's an American rapper, singer, songwriter, record producer, actor, visual artist, designer, and comedian. Uh, I didn't come up with all those um, off the top of my head. I, I did look on Wikipedia, but uh, Tyler, the creator, rose to prominence in the early 2010s with his now defunct group Odd Future, which comprised of, I think, uh, some other prominent rappers. With uh, in regards to the group, like probably the other biggest artists coming from there was Earl Sweatshirt. Uh, an artist that has kind of like slowed down in recent years, but uh, he certainly had his moments uh, in the 2010s. And uh, of course, the internet, uh, several of the members were not future, and uh, the internet's a quite a, a solid R&B group, uh, neo R&B soul thing. Um, but anyways, but yeah, uh, if we had to be quite frank, Tyler the Creator was essentially the face of the outfit. But also, I guess the collective featured... Um, other interesting artists and characters and I think really what it comes down to with Odd Future is uh, they kind of were a symbol for what it, adolescence uh, around the, that time they were big uh, what it stood for um, in my opinion. They were kind of like a 2010's jackass uh, reborn with maybe an, an emphasis on like skateboarding uh, and less stunts that bordered like between life and death and if I can remember correctly the music that Odd Future made was quite unique for the time their music was abrasive offensive in the sense that it could probably never have been appropriate for like radio play at that time or even now however there was a sense of like playfulness to it as well for instance the track orange juice one of the earlier cuts i remember at least being quite into the track in high school but anyways back to tyler the creator in 2009 tyler released his first mixtape titled bastard a couple years later, his debut album, Goblin, was released. It's worth noting that after this release, Tyler had signed a record deal and distribution deal with uh, Sony and Red Distribution. And it's also worth noting, uh, like I was kind of alluding to earlier, uh, that Tyler was involved in various controversies in the 2010 that have since died down considerably. I think the most notable would be being kicked out and banned from the UK after inciting like a riot as one at one of his live shows. There's also various criticisms that have been made towards his lyrics earlier on in his career as well. I won't go into detail, but if you want, you can look it up. Cherry Bomb was also poorly received in 2015. But things have been generally positive since about 2017 for Tyler, starting with his release Flower Boy, which was released with critical acclaim. His most recent efforts as well, Igor, and this current album, Call Me If I Get Lots, could be argued that they, these two albums are his most uh, successful albums commercially and critically. And just backtracking a bit, uh, going back to Igor, his previous effort in 2019, like I do in every other album review, uh, or just about every album review, I go back to the most recent project just to get a sense of where the artist was and where they're going. Um, and I, I went back and listened to it. Um, right off the bat, love the dirty distorted synths on Igor's theme right off the bat to kick off the album. Not sure if the vocals are sampled on here, but the main theme that's sung here is quite hooky and captivating. That has various other talents. Earthquake was another hooky chorus sung in falsetto that kicks the track right off. It's interesting because thus far we really haven't gotten much rapping, um, and that's kind of like an overall theme of Igor. Tyler, the creator, is a rapper, but he's also, uh, you know, a musician and, uh, I guess, artist. That I think this album really just represents what he's uh, made of and what he can do outside of rapping. On the track, I think I'm digging the bounciness on it as well. 
Also, the lush synths coloring the track all throughout. Uh, the track New Magic Wand was structured around abrasive and gritty synths as well. Love the auxiliary, auxiliary percussive textures on this. Makes the track much more colorful and interesting in my opinion. It's also worth noting here that on much of this album, uh, Tyler sounds quite different from his typical husky delivery and deep vocal tone. On this track and many others, his voice is like manipulated to sound a bit nasally with like this thinner tone. It somehow works though. Uh, What's Good is another track that has tons of drive to it. Probably the most energy from a song thus far on that project. Also, the track features uh, some of Tyler's traditional rapping on there. Uh, overall, the album was quite unorthodox for Tyler. It's put an emphasis on like his songwriting, his vocal talents, his production, and his ability to write hooks on many parts of the album. Uh, but the album really featured little to no rapping. Like I said earlier, the album is a milestone, in my opinion, for Tyler. It really displays the full potential of his artistry, uh, and it was quite impressive. But if we're transitioning to this new project here, call me if I get lost. Um, I really have to be, I guess, quite clear that uh, I think this is a better album, but that's just my opinion. But uh, I do like Tyler in the context of being mainly a rapper, but I think this album is also combining uh, many elements of what was done well on Igor, uh, even though it's really quite a bit different from Igor. Uh, there's a lot of the charm that was on that album that made it onto this album. Starting with the first track here uh, on this album, Sir Baudelaire, uh, featuring DJ Drama. Love the woodwind bassoon that's utilized in instrumental. It sounds like that or a bass clarinet. Either way, it's a beautiful woodwind uh, texture. Uh, that it, it colors the song so uniquely with a, a smooth texture. The bass textures on here are also quite full and warm on this track. Uh, the light percussive textures are quite nice. They don't distract, but they accent the track nicely. Uh, and we're introduced uh, to, I guess, what DJ Drama provides on a lot of this album, or just in general, uh, what's on this album is uh, the DJ banter, uh, which is uh, the stuff where you hear a DJ talking and hyping up the album or just saying uh, random uh, things that, I, I guess, tie in with something. And, uh, I don't... And uh, maybe it ties in, maybe it doesn't. It's a bit distracting at times. Um, I will say it doesn't really make the album uh, bad, but I, it didn't really do anything to make the album better also. Uh, if sometimes it maybe annoyed me uh, because it comes on just about every other track. Uh, but I will say Sir uh, Baudelaire is uh, a highlight on this album. After that, we get another solid track, Corso. Um, massive bass, bass hits on this track. It's more fast-paced, uh, tempo-wise for Tyler. I think uh, it's a bit out of the norm for what he's usually thrown on. Uh, and on terms of like what tempos he likes, but I love the buzzy synth bass that's thrown in on here. Some eerie piano chords on uh, thrown in at times as well. Uh, the second song I'm listening to, and I guess I noted the first time I went through this album that I'm noticing a lot of DJ banter. I don't want to make that uh, a repeated occurrence, but uh, yeah, it's on here as well. It's an interesting track. Uh, kind of reminds me of like a spacey beat I would hear like on a Danny Brown or maybe a Brockhampton track. I will say that's a kind of a, a reoccurring theme too, uh, but a, a great track. After that, we get Lemonhead featuring 42 Doug. Didn't really think this track was uh, all that interesting in comparison to the last two, but I will say I love the big presence of the horns on here. And I will say, 
And also, 42 Doug fits in quite organically on here. It wasn't uh, that awkward or unusual of a feature in the grand context of the track, but I'm also not too familiar with him because I've only seen heard him like on another track with Roddy Rich. Uh, after that, we get uh, What's Your Name featuring NBA, uh, or Young Boy Never Broke Again, anti-dollar sign. Uh, I, I honestly didn't really think too much of this either. Uh, it's more of like this R&B-centric track that has a definite 90s flavor to it with some high-pitched synths embellishing the track all throughout and a mid-tempo flair. Um, but I guess the biggest takeaway is that uh, Youngboy Never Broke Again doesn't sound as bad as you think he would fit on this sort of thing, because this definitely isn't his usual thing. And then we get, after that, Lump Lumberjack, which was, I think, the uh, lead single on this thing. Uh, I covered it in a previous episode uh, of the podcast on Best and Worst Track of the Week. Uh, but I will say, I think this track makes a lot of sense now that I heard the album. Uh, it's definitely one of the shorter cuts, but uh, when it run, when its runtime comes about, you're left, I guess, satisfied. Uh, there's a dark or sinister nature to it that I dig. I love the groove. That's also made by the drum track on here. But I did note when the first time I also heard it was that there's a bunch of these sampled voice snippets, but now it makes a lot more sense that it was that DJ banter because it's on here again. Uh, not sure what else to say, but I do like the track in the context of the album. After that, we get another interesting cut, Hot Wind Blows, featuring Lil Wayne. Uh, my biggest takeaway from this is that Lil Wayne fits in perfectly. I'd say he runs away with this. The tempo and the instrumental uh, that uh, was given to him uh, provides enough space for him to play around with his flow and put some of his signature charm onto the track, kind of letting him provide what he does best when uh, he's at his best. Uh, some more DJ banter on here. Another track that's a bit short. I wanted a little bit more Tyler and maybe some more development overall, but it's a decent track. Uh, but after that, we get a really solid cut uh, with Masa. It's a really grimy track. I like the candidness of Tyler's storytelling on here. Uh, there's a minimal and skeletal uh, nature to the beat. That works quite well. Uh, and we get an, some more beautiful woodwind-sounding textures on here, some sparkly electronic elements. Uh, and I think this is one of the best songs on this album. And then the track also just develops and has this really cool climatic uh, moment when Tyler, uh, I guess, has a larger presence towards the end of the track as it builds up. Uh, love the development of the bass line here as well, uh, as that's happening with some interesting fills being thrown on to color the track. Uh, but after that, I guess the album does slow down a little bit. Um, Run It Up featuring Tizo Touchdown. Uh, all I really took for that is that it sounds a lot like J. Cole, and this feature by Tizo Touchdown sounds like it's J. Cole on here. Uh, and then even like uh, some parallels, like Tyler just has this interesting dialogue of him flexing at the beginning about being a badass, which J. Cole did literally on his last album on one of the tracks. Uh, I'll just say that about the track. It wasn't bad, but it also wasn't my favorite. After that, we get Manifesto with uh, Domogenesis. Uh, pretty spacey and psyche beat on here with a lot of electronic elements structuring it. Something that I would maybe hear like on a Danny Brown or Brockhampton track again. Uh, I love the punchiness of the drum track on this instrumental. It sounds like it's performed live, but I don't know. Maybe it's sampled. And Domo sounds nice over this beat. He has an angsty presence with an agile flow. It's not bad. And uh, after that, we get the track Sweet, I Thought You Wanted to Dance, featuring Brett Fiaz and uh, Fana Huiz or Hughes. I don't know how the pronunciation should go. Uh, <clears throat> this track is a bit of a head-scratcher. Now, I think what 
Tyler might have been trying to do. I'm not 100% sure, obviously, but uh, I did notice in Igor there was a track somewhere in the middle of the album, which was quite lengthy in terms of runtime. And uh, this track is uh, that track reincarnated, I guess. But um, yeah, this is a really huge, uh, I guess, attempt at making a a track that goes through several different phases and changes and genre shifts. Uh, But I really did think it was good as I was first hearing it. I love the bouncy and fuzzy synth bass on here as it starts out. The smooth vocals by Brent are catchy as well. Uh, I love and I dig the old school R&B flair on here. Uh, but, you know, at past a certain point, I'd say maybe about four or five minutes, you can really sense that this is a long track. It can grow a bit stale, honestly, especially after multiple listens. And then there's a bit of like this weird um, curveball thrown with like a reggae transition uh, that sounds almost like a UB40 track. I love the female vocal feature on here, though. She sounds like a familiar performance of like what uh, artists were sounding in the 2000s with 2000s R&B. But I will say the Tyler or Brent vocals that are going on as well, that can be a bit shaky. I'm not sure if I'm agreeing uh, with that being thrown on, especially considering the track's runtime. Um, And then also production-wise, there's some percussive snaps towards the end that sound a bit abrasive. It's an interesting track. I love the front half. And after a few more listens, I think this track was just a bit tiresome to get through. I'm not sure if I was loving it as much, but the track had its moments. After that, we get um, a transition sort of cute little thing called Mama Talk, where we get audio snippets of what I'm assuming is Tyler's mom or Tyler pretending to be his mom. But other that, after that, we get Rise featuring Daisy World. Um, it has like some 2000s pop R&B to it. Uh, I love the hook, digging the hookiness of the chorus on here. At some point, it ends up sounding a little like Brockhampton, especially when we get to the when we get to the sections where the vocals are at the. Floor. Uh, I'm just not a fan of the soulful inspired vocals that are a bit brief, but also are a bit unfitting when they do happen. But I'm um, loving the driving nature of the drum track at various moments on this song, like uh, on Tyler's first verse. But I think the biggest takeaway from this track, it just kind of sounds like P. Diddy. It's production-wise, aesthetically, it's all there. It's an interesting track. Um, <clears throat> but I will say I also like the buzzy synths embellishing this track as well. It's just a bit of a head-scratcher, but it wasn't bad. After that, we get Blessed, which wasn't really all that much other than being an interlude with some poetic dialogue and it being really candid. Um, Juggernaut featuring Lil Uzi Vert and Pharrell Williams. I think this track was good. Lil Uzi fits in a bit better than Tyler does, I think, but uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of left really liking the Pharrell performance. I kind of forgot that he has some pretty decent rap chops, Uh, but it's a quick track. I maybe would have liked more Tyler on here, or maybe Tyler presented in a different manner. Uh, After that, we get Wilshire, which I think is a really great track. It's something that I don't think I would have expected Tyler to really do, but I really like the spaced out, spacey sounding guitar chords structuring this. They're really colorful. The clear and crisp drum track on here really helps bring the energy and anticipation that a track like this would need. Uh, But really what this track is about is the lyrical content about him having like a crush on his friend uh, that's already in a relationship. But the track calls out the fakeness he sees in his friend when she's trying to hide the connection they have. Uh, It's quite descriptive and entertaining to hear about the situation while I'm while listening to it. I'm also speculating who it could be about. But it's a really like curtain lifting 
transparent track. Uh, it's straightforward but captivating for beginning and I really liked it. Uh, and it's also a great track that can excuse the runtime because it's telling a story. And then we get a track that I'm a bit lukewarm off, uh, lukewarm on to close the album off with. Um, it, at first, I was a bit confused because like it opens up with a rap verse that's actually quite good. It's not Tyler though; it's uh, credited as Jay Versace. Uh, the comedian slash musician that I didn't know was working with Tyler. But I was quite astounded when I realized that that's him, I guess. It's actually quite good. Uh, but I will say the track overall is a bit nondescript in the grand context of the album. It felt like it was maybe just added on, tacked on, so it wouldn't end on Wilshire. I'm not sure. The track is also filled with like horn textures all throughout, and of course the DJ banter. Not a bad track, but I'm more interested in what Jay did at the beginning than really what Tyler put on. Uh, but yeah, I'll just say that about that track. And overall, I'm left feeling quite satisfied with this album. I actually liked it. Not to say I wasn't expecting to like this, um, but I'm left, I guess, really appreciating Tyler, the Creator, a bit more. Um, there's a lot of great moments on here. I guess one of my favorite tracks, Backtracking, was Wilshire. Uh, but I will say, um, you know, I really did dig also Masa. And then also some of the opening stuff, the Sir uh, Baudelaire and then also Corso, I thought were really nice tracks. And Lumberjack was solid as well. Really impressed by some of the features too. Lil Wayne did his thing on Hot Wind Blows. Uh, I thought 42 Doug was decent uh, on that one track and Domo Genesis as well. I really dug his presence on his feature. And then of course, like later on Juggernaut with Pharrell Williams, I thought he blew that verse out of the water that he did in that feature. Uh, but yeah, this is just a consistent, pretty consistent album. Uh, there's not really anything that I was too bored on or I just regretted listening to other than maybe Sweet. I thought you wanted to dance, but that's mainly a symptom of the runtime. And I guess maybe the reggae direction, in my opinion, was a bit unnecessary. But hey, it's, it's his album. He did what he wanted. Uh, but uh, I think he made it up with a few tracks after that. And the overall album is pretty solid. There's really not many duds on here, if, if any at all. Uh, I will say I can, I would do without the DJ banter, but I think that's just me being annoyed by it. I don't know really why uh, that triggered me, but hey, it's on there. It didn't really make the album bad. I just could have done without it. And yeah, this is just one of the better rap albums that I covered. Uh, and then context of this year, I'd say it's up there with like the J. Cole album. I really like that one as well. Um, but, uh, this one, I don't know, this one might be a bit better, uh, but I'm just gonna rate it about the same also, but, cause I think this is really, if I had to rate it, it's 7 out of 10, which I also gave the J. Cole project, not to say they're similar, they're really different albums, but in terms of enjoyment, I'm giving it a 7 out of 10, but this one might have a leg up, I think, I, if I had to pick favorite songs, this album would have my favorite songs, uh, compared to, like, my favorite songs on that J. Cole project. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know what else, much else to say. I think it's a solid effort. Um, I think Tyler has all the potential of the world to make even better albums if he wants to. So excited to see what's in the future for him. If you're a Tyler the Creator fan, you're probably really going to dig this. Um, his He's rapping again on this album. This might not be every hip-hop fan's thing either. I don't know. Hip-hop's so, uh, I guess, massive nowadays that there's so many different artists doing different things. But I don't see certain fans of the genre really getting on board with this, with how, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, artsy it could be. It's not very straightforward trap music, which is probably the dominant form of rap right now. Uh, and I think anyone can really pick this up. Like, if you're just 
interested in listening to a new album if you're not really into hip-hop this album might be great for you because it there is some hookiness and poppiness to it as well i'll throw out some familiar names like little wayne and pharrell if you're not really too comfortable with tyler the creator just by himself um especially since maybe someone would have avoided the earlier work but anyways yeah that's all i'm saying just my opinion my thoughts uh great album by tyler if you stuck with me to the end of the review thank you uh, my name's Josh. I'll be reviewing more music soon. Check out Best North Strike of the Week. Subscribe, like, and subscribe on YouTube if you're on there. Subscribe on uh, your preferred listening service. But anyways, I'll see you later.